Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hunt, Body Dawson, pow, pow, I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to a brand new history box. And uh, this one is all about Gulliver's Travels, mm. which you may not know was a fictional story and not actually a true thing from history. Um, written by Jonathan Swift, uh, 1726, 294 fucking years ago. Yeah. That seems impossible to believe, but that's the truth. And it was written in four parts. And our source material for this dive will be the Wikipedia page, because why not? We haven't bothered reading them all. You started reading them, I believe, Sam. I started reading it with uh, Len. Um because you and I were talking about it and I thought, fuck it, who's not in I said, Len, do you want to read this book? We needed a new book. We'd just mm. finished old Marcus Rashford. So I said, what are we going <laughs> to read? Oh, and we could read Gulliver's Travels and usually very resistant to anything that I suggest at all. He has yeah. to be in control of yeah. anything we do. Is your son like that or was he when he was yeah. younger? You, you can't say to them, you like this, sit down and watch it. You've got to yeah. either... Um, I don't know, but what I normally do if I want to get him into something, I got him into the Pink Panther films a couple mm. of years ago, and what mm. I did was, I knew he was kind of buzzing around the house, so I just put one on. Yes. And then he kind of came in and just sort of glanced at it a bit and then watched and then got into it and loved it. But yeah. if I'd said to him, sit down and watch this film, it's really you're, funny. You're so right. Gone. That's, that's the only way. Granddad. I know. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It's like the only way you can fucking get them to engage with things is to just sort of do it by stealth. Softly, softly, catchy monkey and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, but anyway, in this case, he did because I said to him, well, I'll tell you. He goes, what's that about? Gulliver's Travels, what's that about? <laughs> so it's about a bloke who's shipwrecked and when he washes up on this island, everyone's tiny, which means he's fucking massive. <laughs> and that's all I said because frankly that's all I know I've never read the book mm. and he just went yeah let's do it I'm in it, yeah he's just like we're in. because that's why we're doing this really There's a, if, you think, if you think of a better premise for a story than fucking yeah. get in touch and don't say Shaggy DA because that's not fair obviously Shaggy DA is the best ever premise best for a story and yeah. the way he turns into a dog but um <laughs> Second to that is Gulliver's Travels. And uh, and that's why I said, well, we started reading it, mate. And it's like, 
it's fucking bananas and it's really in oldie time language so it's quite hard to follow all oh, right but len yeah. seems all right about it I, I mean i don't understand all of it um very wordy like once there's some sentences that last a whole page fucking um, hell but there was a good bit because he talks about and it really engaged as i was thinking oh len's gonna lose interest in this any minute but in chapter two he's, he's quite funny because he gets into pissing and shitting Right, <laughs> and and what's interesting is is that he writes about it in the terminology of the time, but right. it's fucking funny, and I can't remember the exact wording, but he's basically going, it's like really embarrassing because I need to piss and shit, but mm. you know, I'm in public. They'd sort of built me this shelter, but everyone can fucking see me because I'm massive, and People it's going to come out miles around. huge. Yeah, Huge exactly. Going to be a flood of piss. Well, when they first capture him, he pisses on a load of them, and they all freak out, and he feels bad about <laughs> it, right? But then the next day, they've built him this shelter and he, they keep feeding him meat. They run up. These soldiers, like, run up his body or up a ladder and they chuck mm. meat, massive bits of meat to them into yeah. his mouth. He goes, but he's going, they're massive to them. But to me, it's like not even a snack. <laughs> so oh, we're like, this man. is great. But he doesn't know what to do with his shit. It's a brilliant bit in the book. And then, was, then sometimes, like, lies next to me when I read him a story for bed with his sort of back to me listening. And you're never quite mm. sure to what degree he's listening or whether he's nodded off. And basically, Gulliver, who's narrating it in the first person, he says in quite flowery, oldie-time language that he works out a system with a wheelbarrow where, you know, he release, he relieves himself into the wheelbarrow and then he digs a hole and, he, and there are two soldiers who work yeah. specifically for him and their actual job is to wheel the wheelbarrows away and tip tip his waist into a pit and then cover it with earth. And I wasn't sure whether Lem was A, following it, or B, even awake. And after I'd explained this in the long, flowery language of Jonathan Swift, Len just says, he's back to me, so are you telling me that he shits into a wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> and I was really proud of him for following it. Because without reading it out to you, I can't quite explain how sort of convoluted his way of explaining this is. But yeah. it's basically that he takes two pages to say something that Len said in one like short sentence, which is he shits into a wheelbarrow. And then Lilliput, like the king of Lilliput or whatever, like provides him with two servants slash soldiers whose sole job it is, is to wheel his shit away. every To wheel but- a giant shit away and bury it in a hole. But how big's the wheelbarrow though? I know. Surely the wheelbarrow's tiny, unless he's brought it himself off the ship. No, no, no. Mm, it's a couple I'm of confused. wheelbarrows, but still, two wouldn't be enough. I don't know. Maybe they shovel so. it up into the wheelbarrow and do several. Maybe shits on the floor, and then they shovel yeah. it into the wheelbarrows and do that a load of shuttle plausible. runs, or shittle yeah. runs, as you could call them. I'm just going to um, Google Gulliver's Travels Wheelbarrow. Let's see if there's a picture of it or some more indication of how big it is. The offensive matter should be carried off in wheelbarrows by two servants. Yeah, Um, servants. What do you do for a living? Oh, you know that giant that lives here now? Yeah. I, my job is to take his shit away in a wheelbarrow and bury it. It's just that. That's the only job I have. Yeah, that's it. But I tell you this, I'm good at it. I'm proud of it. A lot of men mm. might a, look down their nose, but I do, it's like anything. I do it, and I do it well. I'm a craftsman. There's, a, there's an awful lot of it, so it, t- it can take hours. So it's it might craft. seem like a trivial matter, but it's it's a full-time job, literally. It's not, it's not. It's harder than podcasting, put it that way. 
And I think there's more <laughs> dignity in it too, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, I, I imagine, yeah, like you've said, he shits on the floor and then they just take it away in various trips in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, nice work if you can get it. Um, mm. So it, it tells us that, there's, as I say, there's four parts to the whole saga. Um, and the first part is called A Voyage to Lilliput. Now, don't fucking imagine for a minute that this whole thing, all four parts, are going to be Gulliver lording it over all these tiny people because no. fucking no spoilers, but fucking rules get reversed quite quickly within the uh, within the saga. So, But we'll just begin with the first one, part one, A Voyage to Lilliput. And it begins with a short preamble in which Lemuel... Gulliver, hey, that's a combo of Len and Samuel. Lenuel. Lenuel. Hell, isn't it? Weird. Fucking hell. It's the universe no you telling us something about this. Yeah, no wonder you were drawn to this one. Um, during his first voyage, Gulliver is washed ashore after a shipwreck and finds himself a prisoner of a race of tiny people less than six inches tall mm. who are inhabitants of the island country of Lilliput. I imagine them being smaller, six inches. Obviously, it's small, but it's like half a foot. So I I, I thought they'd be about like three centimetres, maybe. So Six um, inches is like what? I mean, this is of yeah. no use to the listeners because I'm showing it with my hands. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's half of a, a standard size of school a penis. ruler. Size of, of, a standard... of, a re- of an erect willy. Well, well, I wouldn't like to comment. Then, yeah, but, um, I reckon my, I reckon my average, is six inches when it's uh, standing to attention. An, an average, let's say, yeah, erect penis. We'll not um, we'll not dwell on that though. It's not uh, a cock measuring contest. It's a, it's all. <laughs> That's about another it. podcast that we're doing, but only for turbo <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> turbo plus. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're six inches. They're, they're just like a little uh, squad of erect penises running around. Um, yeah. The island country of Lilliput. It says, after giving assurances of his good behaviour, he's given residence in Lilliput. So he has to give them assurances. He has to give them assurances that he's going to behave well, but ultimately he could just right. crush them all quite easily, couldn't you, he? If he wanted to. Giant, giant, you can stay, but, but we're going to need assurances that you're not going to start reaping havoc. Oh, no problem at all. Of course I won't. I'll be, be daft. I'll be daft. I'm a nice lad. I'm not here to fucking make enemies. Just need somewhere to rest and shit. All I ask is a couple of lads with wheelbarrows to take me shit away. <laughs> so he's uh, he gives the assurances. He's given residence, and he becomes a favourite of the Lilliput Royal Court. Um, he's also given permission by the king of Lilliput to go around the city on condition he must not hurt their subjects. That's going to be tricky. He's going to have to be treading very carefully, isn't he? Almost literally on eggshells to mm-hmm. avoid crushing large numbers of the Lilliput population. Um, it says, at first, the Lilliputians are hospitable to Gulliver, but they are also wary of the threat that his size poses to them. They reveal themselves to be a people who put great emphasis on trivial matters. Have you got to that bit yet? Bunch of lampards. No, sounds I like got it. That bit yet. It says, for example, which end of an egg a person cracks becomes the basis of a deep political rift within that nation? Well, welcome to fucking Britain 2021. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Welcome to Twitter 2021. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, the fucking, the Metro website, you know. <laughs> You've been making tea wrong all your life. Here's how you should be doing yeah, it. But you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you feel small now. The Metro should have a section just called You Bastard, right? Yeah. And they and you go on it and you tell other people who have lived their lives differently to yours why they're bastards. Yeah. yeah. Why you've been using McDonald's ketchup wrong all these years. Fucking hell. You said, oh, that I is want, good, mate. that one. Have you seen that one? You know, the little no. paper paper pots that they come in oh, yeah. when you're in a McDonald's. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of like folded all the way around almost as if to stiffen yeah. them. You're supposed to pull them outwards and make it into a, a little like a uh, doily almost. A yeah. doily and then the and the ketchup's just there in a more of a splat than just, a dollop. More of a splat than a dollop, yeah. Or you can mm. just do it like you've always done it and use it as a Why, a why is a splat better than a dollop? I like the walls protecting the ketchup. It's too exposed well, yeah. once you've stretched yeah. it out. Anyone can that's come a, and have a dip. I don't want to share it. Yeah. I guess maybe if, you've got, if you dip in something that's bigger than a chip, like a nugget, mm. like the fat end of a chicken nugget, you couldn't fit it in one of those little <laughs> paper pots, could you? So yeah, you're right. there's, reason, there's reason behind it, I guess. Oh, I really want a McDonald's now. Yeah, dip um, a corner of your burger in if you want. I'd, I'd sometimes you do. do. Even if, I live out splat. loud. Even if there's ketchup inside the burger, I might think, fuck it, I want more. On the next bite, I'm dipping the corner of my burger in. Yeah. So there we are. Um, sort of shit so, Gulliver would do. <laughs> it says, oh, yeah, uh, very Lampardy. It says the, the, the Lilliputians are a people who revel in displays of authority and performances of power. Yeah. And uh, Gulliver assists the Lilliputians to subdue their neighbours who are called the Blefus. Fucking hell. The Blefuscudians, I think it says. Uh, it's very much Pontypines and Wattingers. Yeah. We were talking about the other day, isn't it? We were it? talking about them, weren't we? They're a good bunch of lads. But whose side were you on? Because you've got to have a side, haven't you? Whose side am I on? Yeah, out of the Pontypines and the Wattingers. I, I, it's, it's over a decade since I've watched it. I can't remember. Are you serious? Which is you which? don't. Mate, it's over a decade. Since yeah. the fucking Gulf War. But you know which side you're on. And, and by the way, I'm not going to ask you which side that was. Right, I'm going to have a look now and see if I can shine any light on it. Well, I'll Pontypines, remind you that the Pontypines were in red coats and hats and the Wattingers right, yeah. were in blue coats and hats. Yeah. Right. Well, we do. We, we hardly see the Wattingers. Do we see the Pontypines a lot? Yeah, the Pontypines are much more sort of... Um, they're central mm. figures to the whole like universe, so my instinct is to side with them. But maybe that's me. Yeah. No, I've, I've always been a Pontypines man, to be honest. Yeah, it's more familiarity with the Pontypines mm. because you see them more. The often. Wattingers just seem to be troublemakers who occasionally popped up. And well, I realised the if other the day. Wa- yeah, go on. I was going to say the Wattingers are hardly ever there, but when they are there, there's aggro. With the Pontypines, yeah, exactly. it would exactly. seem to me that the Wattingers are fucking asking for it. I um, I don't think I've got a single s- sort of normal or sane neighbour. And I don't mean I like some of them. I'm not saying I dislike them. But mm. everyone that I... I mean, my street's long, so I by no means know everyone. But everyone I know in mm. the street is pretty weird. 
But Except Gibson's you. lively, doesn't it? I mean, I've lived in boring streets. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I'm just thinking about my neighborhood. Now there's this. Are you still Everyone's got horses fucking... hanging around your neighborhood? The horse, the horse, the horse just just exercises through the the estate now and again. I haven't seen the horse for quite a while, actually. Mm. Don't know if the horse has died or whether it's found a different route. Dead, there so. might have been a petition to stop the horse from coming through the estate. But the neighbors, the humans, um, they're all right. There's nobody who's an arsehole at all, mm. which is um, really lucky, I think. We're very lucky, but yeah. I'm, but I'm moving soon. I'm moving yeah. soon, so it's going well, to be a whole new Didn't you? Near, you nearly had an unlucky thing. At the, uh, you nearly bought a house where the neighbours were a bit busy, didn't you? Um, that was a few weeks no. ago. Yeah, there no, was some neighbours was... came out and they wanted to get you involved in a project before you'd even fucking oh, no, got a bid in. No, no, I didn't nearly buy that one. I was com- uh. completely immediately put off by that. Yeah, because the, they um, wanted to they, involve you in things. They have a street party in the summer. Yeah. And then they have a Christmas party. They hire a venue and have a Christmas party for the street every Christmas. And I just oh, thought, nah, fuck yeah, that. It's a lot of admin. Nah. I've got, nah, I'm responsible nah, for nah, enough nah. fucking logistics without this too. Because nah. you know it would be old muggins, don't you? Muggins who ended yeah. up having to do all the logistics, you. Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because I don't approve of, the, of the, the whole concept. But once I went along, I'd be starting to pick holes. In the you logistics, would, yeah, you wouldn't be able to help yourself. It, it, it would fucking upset me. Um, the, I, but I'm I went get... to my street parties. I went past the street today, and it was quite a posh street. And I was driving past it, and there was loads of fucking Union Jack bunting right down the street. I thought, what the fuck's <laughs> this for? Well, you know, I thought this doesn't feel right. The area I was in, I thought, well, they can't be like racists, right? And yeah. you know, apologies to any people who love the Union Jack and resent me associating it with racism. But, come on, if there's an outbreak of Union Jacks, <laughs> it's alarm bells time, isn't it, right? So then not, I, I thought, this is quite a middle-class area. Why have they got a load of bunting? What could they possibly be having a jingoistic street party for? And then I fucking worked out, didn't I? It's that what? girl who won the tennis. Fucking classic area for that. They've gone totally over the top about the girl winning the tennis. Well, is it is it where she's from, then? No, but huh? these people, these people are, are probably like, 
you know, these people are tennis people down that. I'm going to investigate because I know someone who lives in the next street and I'm going to dig, do some digging. But I reckon it's that. I reckon they've gone totally fucking extra about her winning the tennis. I mean, good luck. I was delighted, but, you know, I hadn't heard of her. 48 hours ago, I hadn't heard of her. Now I'm delighted. I think it's amazing, but it's not bunting in the streets time, surely. That's a bit over the top. You, you you weren't aware of her during Wimbledon when she pulled out? No, I, well, I made that round. connection later. I'd heard this thing that this, this girl had got really far in the US Open. I started to become vaguely aware of it. And mm. then only when she won did I see that Piers Morgan was trending. And I thought, what's yeah. all this about? So I clicked on it because, uh, you know, obviously you have a grim fascination with what awful thing Piers Morgan has said or done yeah. now. And it was just people trolling him going, oh, what about what you said before when you said she was weak to drop out? And I'd been vaguely aware of that story too. Only vague because I don't follow the news much anymore. And then... Yeah, it's a good way to live. I fucking put two and two together, mate. And I thought, wow, this is incre- an incredible story of redemption. Um, but did I feel compelled to put out the bunting? No, I did not. No. No. I watched it when it was on. It was great. It was a great bit of uh, tennising. Um, <laughs> yeah. High quality tennising. Did you I watch did. final? Yeah. Was it exciting? It was really good, yeah. She, I mean, she's a hell of a player. I'm not a tennis expert, obviously. but um, I think she's, she smashed she, the shit out of everyone she played as well. None of them were close. She didn't lose a set. Yeah, didn't lose what a set. And she started off, started she off in the qualifiers. qualifiers. She's not even seeded. Yeah. So what's going yeah. wrong with the tennis with tennis well, seedings? They must have a fatal flaw in them. I, I just think sometimes, like someone was saying the other day, the, the pool of tennis players that are high quality is really small. Mm. So someone can come along and smash their way into that by just being, by becoming really good. Supernatural. Which he clearly has like over when the Boris last year. Becker did it when he was 17. Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. He was 17 when he won Wimbledon. So someone can just come along and be fucking great and just take it all over. I think she might do that. Good luck Brilliant. to her. Good luck to her. All right. Fair enough. I do endorse the bunting down that street. No, Fuck you it. don't need to do no. that. No, 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 no. You don't need to endorse the bunting. No, I'm not having that. I thought it was a bit um, over the top. Like suddenly, just it just felt a little bit like bandwagon. Oh, we love her so much, we're really into her. And you're like, look, this is a wonderful story. There's, let's not take anything away from it. It's a truly awe-inspiring, life-affirming story. Mm. But none of you fucking knew, and none of you watched the US Open. Don't give me that shit. You all watch Wimbledon. You don't watch the US Open. You no did when does. you heard that she was flying. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No one knew so. it was on until she got to the final. It was all yeah. on Amazon, Amazon Prime. But um, but she was she kind of a mentor and one of the um, courtside interviewers on the coverage was Tim Henman. Mm. And this is just how bad fucking tennis in this country has been over the decades until Andy Murray got good. Mm. Tim Henman was the one everyone looked to. He was the and benchmark. I mean, he, never, he, he won fuck all. Yeah. He won fuck all, Tim Henman. He won, I mean... He was shit. He was shit, yeah. And Go they named on, a fucking Tim. hill after him. Yeah. Go they named on, a hill Tim. after the cunt. Fuck off, Tim. And why don't they fucking... They don't give enough respect to Andy Murray either. Do you know why? Is that because he's, he's Scottish? Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't fit the fucking Daily Mail, typical Wimbledon <laughs> fan idea of how they wanted their... <laughs> They liked it when that Annabelle Croft, because she seemed like yeah. someone, a nice girl who would live down their street. 
Mm. I don't think they ever took the Greg Rosetsky either because he was American. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, um, what's her name? Emma, what is it? Emma Rad- Raducanu. Um, she's half Chinese, half Romanian. So that's yeah. going to cause a lot of problems. They're very, they're going to um, get very confused about some that. Of the, but the you know, they, she comes across as quite middle class and pretty oh, she's, be. F- yeah. she's the kind of immigrant we want. Yeah, a nice middle-class immigrant yes. with rich parents so we don't have to help them at all. It's the yeah, ones who exactly. want help that I want to get out and also the ones who are no good at tennis. Fuck them as well. I see these cunts coming across the fucking channel on their little inflatable boats. I look at them and I think, are any of them seriously going to become tennis champions? I think not. I very much Turn doubt it. I very much doubt it. But now you can't get fucking fruit pickers anywhere. So, I mean, what, what's to be done? I don't know. Yeah, well, we're all going to get scurvy. So, I'll tell you this much, mate. Yeah. I'm not fucking picking the fruit. I'm not fucking doing it. Fuck that. No. They've been doing not it for years. Not with my delicate hands. I've, my my hands are unused to manual labour. I've never done manual labour <laughs> in my life. I'm not starting now. <laughs> I've been stocking up on frozen fruit for months. Closest your hands got to that was picking fucking CDs out of the racks at fucking our price. Exactly. That was 25 years ago. I'm not fucking going back to that kind of lifestyle. (laughs) It's podcasting life for me now. Yeah. Um, Let's get back to um, Lilliput, I think. So we've decided the Pontypines are better than the Wattingers, yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. So So, so they've got gut geezers who are a bit like that, haven't they? The Lilliputians have, have... Got their enemies, the neighbours, the, the Blefescudians, I think it says, uh, from the island nation of Blefescu, Blefuscu even. Um, and they're going to subdue them by stealing their fleet. Uh, uh, Gulliver steals the fleet. I imagine he could probably just lean over into Blefuscu and just up. pick the fucking yeah. fleet up between his fingers. But to, to, just to be clear, he does say, I know it sounds like there's no jeopardy in any of this because he's massive and they're all small, mm. but he does describe them firing loads of arrows at him and tying him up really tight. And it does hurt. They tie him up with his hair, don't they? They tie his hair to like posts or something like that. Yeah, but they also tie things around his body to keep his arms in. But... To be fair, they do that while he's asleep. So when he washes up on the island, they discover him when he's really fast asleep. Right. And so and a nice. Oh, ship, he's been in a fucking. Kip. He's been in a shipwreck. I mean, he's he's probably like a semi coma or something like that, like because of the yeah. trauma. And All so, right, shit. I mean, I've never been in a shipwreck, but I imagine it's fucking oh, very physically absolute nightmare. Tiring. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So he's so he's like. They take the they take advantage of the situation. So when he wakes up, he is bound. Time and when he first starts yeah. trying to move, they shoot the fuck out of him with arrows loads at a time. And if you imagine, Andy, if you had like a thousand six-inch geezers around you, yeah. all firing, let's say the arrows were like so, a basic sewing needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what I was going to say, like a pin or something like that. Imagine yeah. like a sewing needle, but times a thousand all fired mm. into you. I mean, if they had any sense, they'd be aiming for his ball bag, wouldn't they? Of course they would. To um, so so he is a. He's, 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 what I'm saying is, he's got some reason to fear them. It's not just a one way yeah. dynamic. Yeah, fire, fire the arrows on his ball bag and burst it, and all the spunk will come out, and he'll be disoriented and dizzy. <laughs> And then we shall collect the spunk and harvest it. 
We shall put it in wheelbarrows. And we shall breed other giants, but train them, domesticate them. <laughs> and set them on the island of Blefusco <laughs> to steal their fleet. Bring so, me my yeah. buckets of giant spunk. <laughs> so he, uh, it displeases the king in the royal court when he does that, stealing the fleet from the neighbours. And he's charged with treason for, among other crimes, this is getting back to what you were mentioning, uh, urinating in the capital, though he was putting out a fire. So he pisses a fire out, it seems, at one point. You so obviously haven't got to that good. bit yet. No, I haven't got that's to that That's good. Bit. But uh, they, they regard that as a crime. Chapter two. The chapters are really long. Right, he's convicted, right? He's convicted of treason and sentenced. What do you think his sentence would be? For treason in a little land well, of treason in treason. Even in, this, even in this country in 2021, there's still the death penalty for treason. Still the death penalty. I'll give you a so clue. I'm it's get, not the death penalty. It's not the death penalty. All right. You're going to get an arrow in the bollocks. Almost. He's mm. sentenced to be blinded. <laughs> oh, Blind the cunt. They, they pulled a Bobby Charlton on him. They've pulled a Bobby Charlton on him. They have. Um... So, yeah, he's sentenced to be blinded. And I don't know how they plan to do that. They're going to tie him down. How do they fucking subdue him to blind the cunt? Seems impossible. Unless they fire a thousand Maybe poison arrows. Oh, I know what you think. Him. That we'll never be able to blind you, but you've got to go to sleep at some point. And when you do, we will <laughs> we'll stick ready. loads of arrows in your eyeballs. Massive ones. We're <laughs> going to batter your fucking eyes with wheelbarrows. Until they're ruined forever. <laughs> you won't feel a thing. Um, so he's, he's sentenced to be blinded. With the assistance of a kind friend, it says, who is a considerable person at court, he escapes to no, nowhere other than Blefuscu, the enemy, the neighbours. Um, here, he spots and retrieves. I mean, we're getting into spoiler territory now. We're getting the whole story, the whole plot. So try and put this out of your mind when you're reading it later on with Len. Um, he escapes, he spots and retrieves an abandoned boat. Mm. How big's the abandoned boat? It must be a massive one. How big are the people in Blefusco? I don't fucking yeah, know. Yeah, because he is... does wind up at somewhere. This is what we were saying before people forget. He does wind yeah. up at a, at a place where it's the opposite and everyone's bigger than him. We've got to that. That's, that's, that's his story mm. too. Uh, right, comes so he's next. not there yet. He's not there yet. He, he retrieves an abandoned boat and sails out to be rescued by a passing ship, which safely takes him back home with some Lilliputian animals he carries with him. So they're going to be like, what? They're going to be like farmyard toy animals, aren't they? Where you get a little set of farmyard animals made of plastic. Like yeah. a little cow, a little horse, a little sheep oh, and all that. Yeah, I won some of them on the coins, actually, in the Isle of Wight, that kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. Just a set. Had a little collection. Well, oh, lovely. not all in one. Yeah, that was the thing. You get one and then you're desperate for the set. So you just keep coining until you oh, get all of fucking them. You a whole farmyard load, don't you? That's genius. That's the, that's the genius marketing of the coin, the coinsman. Yeah, it can suck you in, can't it? Yeah. So uh, he goes back home to uh, wherever he's fucking from and he's got his Lilliputian animals. And I guess we should leave it there because we're on the brink of part two which is called uh, A Voyage to Brobdingnag. Brobdingnag. I think this is giant land, but we'll have yeah. to wait and see. 
all I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler, a little preview to get you to come back next week. Mm. Uh, it says the grass of Brob Dignang is as tall as a tree. So there you go. There you go. Well, we can um, see which way this is heading. <laughs> would you like another little preview, another little snippet yeah, of what's to come? Uh, adventures include being carried to the roof by a monkey. Hey, all right. That's all I'm going to say. Join us same time, same place next week. Yeah. Because that's just what you're going to fucking get, lads. Take the FN, dickheads. See ya. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.